All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of We Create Music. I am your host, B. Vaughn, and today we have singer, songwriter, Antonio Long joining the show today. What's up, brother? What's going on, bro? I'm good. How are you? I'm good, man. Good. Thank you for stopping by. Yes, sir. Appreciate you being here. Thank you for having me, man. Man, no doubt. No doubt. Thanks for reaching out. No doubt. Greatly appreciate that. So if you wouldn't mind, just walk us through your, your journey. You can start at the very beginning and tell us all the things you want to tell us about how you got started. <laughs> With music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So, um, yeah, I've been doing music as an artist for about uh, 14 years now. Wow. Yeah, man. Um, I started off as a gospel artist. Um, nice. Yeah, man. From yeah. Baltimore, Maryland. Um, Y'all from... So yeah, I was born in Baltimore. Oh, for real? Yeah. That's what's I'm a whole side of the family. My dad's side of the family still live in Baltimore. Sir, wow. Yeah. How long have you been Duke here? Duke Street. Duke? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah. You been here for a while? Or, um, you know? Well, we end up... See, I'm like, I'm telling now my story, right? Right. <laughs> no, so we, we were born in Baltimore, moved to Virginia. Mm. And so I was raised in Virginia almost, okay. almost all my life. Yeah. yeah. So I've yeah. only been here for about four, almost four years. Okay. And Baltimore. so, yeah, man. Um, I went so, to Morgan State University okay. in Baltimore. I majored in music there. Um, I just kind of stumbled onto the artist thing, to mm. be honest. I, I majored in music. I wanted to teach music. Mm. Uh, I was interested in, um, you know, like creating like um, background vocals and stuff okay. like that and conducting and stuff like that. But it just kind of happened where I just became an artist, bro. Like I, I started writing poetry, which mm. led to me writing music and and that, you know, I was trying to do like a demo for mm -hmm. artists. I wanted to like write for different artists. So I went into studios trying to record, mm -hmm. get stuff done. I wasted a lot of time, a <laughs> lot of money. Um, and I was just like, man, like, let me just, it seems simple. You know, people mm -hmm. was working with the Pro Tools or whatever mm -hmm. they was working with. I was like, man, let me just learn how to do this myself. So I went out, I bought me a Mac. I went and bought my Pro Tools hardware. I bought the software, bought everything I needed, my mics and monitors and stuff. And I just started messing around with, mm. you know, recording. I started making beats or whatever. Mm -hmm. And um, of course, still writing music and now putting those beats to uh, the music, to the, the mm -hmm. songs, to the beats or whatever. And it just turned, I, I found my style. I found my swag. Wow. Um, it was a nice, little nice. whack at first. Um, <laughs> You know, because I didn't grow up singing. Yeah, I think we all started a wag at first. Yeah, it was definitely, that's, that's the maturity, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I had a quality, I think, with my ideas mm -hmm. and concepts and um, even with the writing part, but I didn't grow up singing. I didn't grow up in a musical family. Mm -hmm. You know, I got into church, um, say, like around 10. I was in church for a couple years, mm -hmm. and then I didn't get back into church until like I was an adult so it was mm -hmm. like you know being around musical people wasn't something that was a part of my story so when I did and then being in music um uh, Morgan mm -hmm. everybody could sing I was in the choir uh, okay and Dr. Carter and you know I was you know some great vocalists mm -hmm. there and so um just having a chance to be exposed as I got a little older to that it kind of definitely you know helped me out a little bit but just being in the studio working at home um I I develop my craft mm -hmm. and to this day I'm still developing my craft and still growing but I transitioned from the gospel side of music to more R&B okay so my sound is kind of R&B pop R&B new some of it is new age some mm -hmm. of it is soulful um so as you know I don't do traditional R&B but pretty much every other genre okay. within the 
R&B. And so, yeah, man, and that brings me to now. I moved to Atlanta and, like, right on the cusp of me transitioning, actually, mm. from gospel, gospel to, to R&B. So it was crazy. Um, so I had to get used to the culture here mm. and get, get used to, you know, just this whole other world. And mm. it's been an amazing journey, man. It's, wow. it's, it, there's definitely been a lot of growth. I've found for a while I didn't know who... Who I was within mm. music after I stopped doing gospel because with gospel it was like I knew I was doing gospel for like ten years. Wow, you know what I mean. So it was like I knew what I wanted to say. Mm. I knew what I was trying to convey to the people. I knew what my image was. I knew who I was. Mm. But once I, you know, transitioned, it was like okay, I'm in a whole new world here. What am I trying to mm-hmm. convey? So, um, but I found that man, and and it's it's great. That's it's what's great. up. Yeah. yeah, that's what's up. Yeah. So, growing up in Baltimore. Mm-hmm. Uh, as far as the music scene in Baltimore mm-hmm. uh, and you're getting into the gospel realm. So talk mm-hmm. a little bit about that and how that uh, culture up in up in Baltimore kind of influenced your, your music. Um, well, like I said, going into it, I really, I had no idea. I was very green mm-hmm. when it came to me creating music. Okay. Um, I started singing in high school. You know, we did. I grew up in Prince George's County. Um, mm-hmm. I was in high school, and we started. I was. We was traveling. We was doing classical jazz. Mm-hmm. We was doing all types of music. I learned to read music. Mm-hmm. I learned to. Um, you know, I learned some of the uh, nuances of theory and all of that type of stuff. But when it came to creating gospel music and just creating, I just really didn't know. Mm-hmm. So I mean, it was hard trying to translate what I could see on paper to what I to what I heard or what okay. I created. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So by the time I got to Morgan um and seeing other people doing still doing classical and doing the different mm-hmm. genres of music but also tapping into gospel and stuff, it was it was it really it, it influenced me a lot. Um and then getting back into church and, you know, I was, you know, active in church with mm-hmm. like singing with the praise teams and choirs and stuff like that. So it was it, it helped me, um, definitely. I mean it really set the foundation okay. for me, um, you know, to be where I am now. Mm-hmm. Um and of course what's currently happening in music, you know, just kinda hearing stylistically mm-hmm. what's going on, um, definitely helped somewhat to kind of you know help me figure out what direction i wanted to go Mm. which is not necessarily where everybody else is going right but (laughs) um yeah so and then of course you know as i've gotten older well i i started getting listening to different artists and stuff like that i mean so many different influences that i have that's kind of helped you because when you don't grow up around a musical family mm-hmm. or you don't grow up around music like that I mean you just you just don't know what you mm-hmm. just don't know a lot of people who I went to college with um, a lot of people who I was in church with they grew up singing in church right. or they grew up around you know musical people so right. it was almost like it was it was in them and I think music was in me but it just really needed to be brought out and mm-hmm. cultivated you know so yeah so that's pretty much and then going to the different concerts and different stuff mm-hmm. you know within Baltimore it's very cultured when it comes to music very culture especially gospel yeah in that city so you know that definitely yeah. helped a lot yeah yeah so you said that when you transitioned from gospel to r&b you had to go through you had to re-identify yourself yeah definitely no, right so what process did you use to kind of help you through that when you were th- when you were switching like hey i'm gonna leave gospel i'm gonna do 
step into this R&B realm. Man. What was that process process like it wasn't even a thought out process to be honest mm. the way everything was happening in my life at the time i was in baltimore i was very unhappy i was dissatisfied with mm. the way things were going in my life with my music with who i was how i identified mm -hmm. um, myself and just everything i was really unhappy which is part of the reason why i left mm. and so like I said, I was really on the cusp of transitioning. I didn't know it though. I had created a song called Really Love, um, which is the first single um, okay. since I was doing gospel. And um, it's an amazing single and I got with some great producers and stuff. And, it, and you know, this is my first time stepping out doing something other Big than gospel. gospel. And we recorded that right before I left. And wow. I didn't release until I actually came got here. You. So that in itself was a big thing for me because I was mm -hmm. trying to figure out and I was already like, man, I want to be more transparent with my music. I want to be more. I want to be I, I want to be me. I want mm -hmm. to be because like, you know, in gospel, sometimes, I mean, depending on the city or just depending on where you are, sometimes it could be hard to really just be yourself, you mm -hmm. know, because sometimes people put you in a box or you, you know, they expect you to have a certain sound. Mm -hmm. And it just wasn't me. I, I've always been kind of soulful, smooth. I've always had my own sound. You know, I've mm -hmm. never been like churchy or traditional mm -hmm. gospel. So um, that in itself already, you know, and then moving here, that transition mm -hmm. with transitioning to a whole new, you know, state or city that I never been to. Mm -hmm. I, well, I came here once, didn't know anybody <laughs> here. That was just a whole big thing. So, um, I just was at a major crossroads mm -hmm. in my life, mm -hmm. just that, just in finding myself, just so many personal things that I had to really put under the microscope mm -hmm. and really, you know, really just examine who I was and where I was in my life. And all of it happened simultaneously. It all did. And um, when I put out Really Love, it, it really just was like, man, I like this lane mm -hmm. because I, I wasn't able to be as I, I wasn't fully transparent in the song as I could have been, because I think I still was a little nervous to say certain things that I wanted to say, but I was a lot more transparent mm. than what I had been with gospel okay. in that one song, just wow. getting my feelings out, you know, just saying what I felt, you know? And so um, I like that lane. It was hard to figure out the sound that I was going for. Mm. Like if you listen to some of the songs that I released that aren't gospel, you can tell that it's kind of like they're all they all sound different, mm -hmm. which is good. But mm -hmm. I just didn't really I I I just didn't know what direction I was going. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're you're yeah. at the, the the point where you're still trying to identify yeah. what your sound is, transitioning from one genre to a, to the next. I mean, even though gospel kind of has some uh, influence in R and B and mm -hmm. vice versa, right? So a lot of like you said in the very beginning, you didn't grow up in a musical family, mm -hmm. and a lot of people grew up in church yeah. singing gospel. And then they transition into right, R&B right, right. because there's a connection between mm -hmm. like the style and the feel mm -hmm. of, of music because it's soulful and it still has that um, that impact in that type of, of genres, right? Mm -hmm. So you can kind of float in between, yeah, between one to the other, mm -hmm. uh, you know, through, the, through that process. Um, but yeah, I, I can understand how it is moving from one city that you've been in almost all your life and then coming to another city and it's completely, yeah, completely different. The culture different. is so different. But completely what I, different. And I'm grateful that it, it was a natural transition. Mm. 
I can honestly say, I mean, I didn't know what I was in for even moving here. I just knew I wanted to get out from where I was and mm-hmm. I thought that this would be better and I was correct. But it, it all, everything just happened so natural. This whole process for me over the last four years has been such a natural process. From even the creativity, I don't feel like I've forced anything. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like I'm trying to be somebody that I'm not. I just feel free. You know what I mean, mm-hmm. and I'm I'm at such a great place with my creativity mm-hmm. and my life, and I, I'm really grateful. Like that, I'm so happy that I. I yeah, you sound like you step out. <laughs> Sometimes you really gotta step out Sometimes from where you, you are. You just never know what's on the other side, mm-hmm. and people tried to kind of discourage me. I could see some of the opposition, and it, it, the story just even getting here mm-hmm. was just crazy. But I know that this. I know that the path that I'm on is where I'm supposed to be. You know. Yeah. So, yeah, I feel you. Yeah. I, mean, I can see the happiness yeah. in in your in your face, and when you speak, yeah. uh, you know, as someone who was spend almost every summer in Baltimore, mm-hmm. uh, Baltimore, it, it and no knock against Baltimore. I mean, it is what it is, right? So uh, every summer I would go back, it was it was amazing. I mean, we I grew up on Duke Street with with my grandmother uh, and grandfather. My dad was there, uh, and every summer it was. I mean, we would go up into North Avenue, and there's you know, all the stores there and it just seemed like it was a real good community. Mm-hmm. I mean, I remember walking to a neighbor's house and he, he had sunflowers in his yard and it was beautiful. And I went back to Baltimore um, a couple years ago and it was not the same. Totally different. Not the same. I was like, totally. It, it felt, it felt gray. Yeah. And that's what I say. Like very it, desolate. Yeah. Very dark, it felt gray. Very depressing. Bro. Very depressing. Mm-hmm. I'm driving down the street on North Avenue and I see all. This was the first time I saw the blue lights. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was like, what is that? And it just felt gray and depressing. And I called my uncle because he grew up there with the high school and everything there. And my mom and, and my other uh, aunts and uncles and things. And I was like, it's just I don't remember it being like this. And, it's, and I still have relatives who live there, so I know I got relatives who are going to watch the show. Man. And I'm, I love y'all, but yeah, it, it felt real depressing. But that's real talk. I mean, and you're absolutely right. I mean, like, when people ask me all the time, like, you know, what is it like there? That's, you know, mm-hmm. the, that's what I say. But, like, I remember because I moved away. I moved to PG County, which is yeah, yeah. Totally, totally, I love that. Man, I love that, the D.C. area. Like, mm-hmm. I grew up around there, you know, like once, like I say, from middle school all the way through high school. Mm-hmm. And uh, I moved back to Baltimore to go to Morgan. But I remember being a kid, you know, um, you had the inner city, the mm-hmm. parts that were kind of rough, but I remember it was so many great places in the city. I remember going to my grandmother's house. I remember, you know, it just seemed, it was so different. So when I went back there, it was like, wow. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, and just, you know, I really got stuck there. Mm. I got stuck because, you know, I got into a field, the medical field. I was working and I was in that for 10 years. And then I had this newfound discovery with my music. So that kind of kept me, you know, just kept me there for mm. a long time. But um, yeah, man, it's, I've only been back once, you know, since mm-hmm. I've been here and um, I miss it sometimes, but I love, <laughs> I love Atlanta though. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Atlanta's a really, really, really good place, especially yeah. for people who aren't just native, I always get it wrong. And they, they always correct me when I say it wrong because I'm not from Atlanta. AT alien. AT, yeah. yeah. I always, I always want to say Atlantean. And they're like, as soon as I say that, they're like, yeah, yeah. 
we're not Atlanteans, we're AT aliens. I'm like, my bad, my, I'm sorry, right, for being someone who's who's mm-hmm. not from from here. But Atlanta's an amazing place. It is. And I tell people when it, I was talking to somebody and uh, she was saying that 80% of the music comes from Atlanta. Yeah. No. I'm like, wow. Yeah. Like when you think about music today, 80% of it comes from, now I don't know where the source of that came from mm. uh, as far as the data and statistics, but just even the thought that 80% of music comes from this one city for the rest of the world is is amazing. Yeah, I mean, because when you listen to a lot of rappers mm-hmm. who from here, there's so many producers here. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a lot of there's a lot of people here, industry people here, and I mean that was a thing too with being in Baltimore. I mean, you know, nobody really comes to Baltimore right. like that. I mean, D- you stand a better chance of people coming to DC. DC. You know, but Baltimore mm-hmm. it was like, especially with the gospel thing. I mean, people did come there for like you know with the gospel stuff, mm-hmm. you know, but it was like the chances of me really like being able to connect with somebody in real time in the city was just kind of like, eh, I'm gonna have to go out, you gotta get yeah. out of it. So, I mean, being here, just knowing that you may know somebody who know, I mean, I have friends and people who know certain mm-hmm. people, you know, in the industry and stuff. So just having that, um, that possibility mm-hmm. to be able to have someone be tangible is, is cool. So, yeah, that's the reason why I ended up moving from so I lived in St. Louis before I moved mm-hmm. here for the past 10 years. Mm-hmm. And that was the reason why I left St. Louis to come to Atlanta, because yeah. we have music there. Mm-hmm. Tons of producers, artists, singers, songwriters, but no industry people. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And so who was I really going to connect with that that had a, uh, a door into right. the music industry? And right. there really wasn't. And so I would come to Atlanta all the time. And so that's where I said, you know what? If I'm going to make this really work the way it needs to, I got to move to where. Yeah, man to where they need to be. For me, it was it, it was that I had to do that. Now, I know people who live in different cities that are making a killing, but they don't live here in Atlanta, but they mm-hmm. have connections all over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was just for me that I felt like I needed to be in a city that yeah. I could make these connections with and they could see my face on a day-to-day, yeah, day-to-day basis. Yep. Yeah. So being in music, mm-hmm. right, even transitioning from gospel to R&B, what were some of your own sacrifices and or challenges that you had to deal with? In the transition? Uh, it could be within the transition or just in the music period. I mean, it's always sacrifice, bro. I mean, there are, there you sacrifice a lot of time, mm-hmm. obviously, of course, money, you know, as an independent artist, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but, um, hmm, I would say I, those are the, the main, the main two things. You know, and just, you know, while everybody else is kind of doing them, having fun mm-hmm. and stuff, you know, I have fun, you know, I go out and stuff, but I'm, I'm, I be on the grind, mm-hmm. you know, and people don't always get, people don't always see mm-hmm. your grind or whatever um, behind the scenes. They right. see you putting out music, they see you performing, right. they see, you know, they see the finished product or they see what looks, you know, like whatever, but they don't see behind the scenes and you know so that's mainly it man you know um you have to you know just being focused if Mm -hmm. you have a goal you know just really being focused on that goal so why everybody else is going one way you know sometimes you just gotta go that way and be like dang i want to be i want to be doing this right now Mm -hmm. i want to be a part of this right now um but, you know, it's... it's yeah, like, everybody has their own journey. Everybody yeah. has the path that you spoke about that a little bit earlier, but everybody has their own path mm-hmm. that they're on, yeah. that they need to travel with their own experiences and to arrive at the place that they need to mm-hmm. arrive at. You know, so what one person may be doing or another person mm-hmm. may be doing, 
yeah, I may want to do those things, but it doesn't necessarily fit within the, the realm of the journey that, that I'm on. Mm. And I think when people can, can accept the fact that they're on a different journey, yeah. uh, whether it's in ground mode behind the mm -hmm. scene, whether it's out in front in the public eye, that um, we're all putting the necessary work that we need yeah, in order to, that's needed for us, mm -hmm. right? That's needed for us because we may be dealing, thing, dealing with things that's outside of the realm of music, mm -hmm. right? Even identity issue type things. Yeah just trying to figure out who we are and what mm -hmm. we're trying to do. Uh, you know, so I guess it's just recognize even for anybody watching, you know, whatever your path is, is your, is your path. And don't compare your path to, yeah. some, to somebody else's. And that's it right there. Like, I mean, in me maturing and mm -hmm. me just going through, you know, just living, you know, I, I had to learn that, especially mm -hmm. starting in music, which I feel was kind of late. You know what I mean? I used to always feel like, Especially like when I first started, mm -hmm. it was like I mean, even from the time um, I got to Morgan, um, you know, we'd be in theory classes or air training classes, you know, and it's like, bro, I mean, all I learned in high school, I learned how to read music, mm -hmm. but all I learned in high school, theoretically, outside of just sight reading and notes and stuff, was the circle of fifths, which is a whole <laughs> like that's the most basic thing mm -hmm. you can learn. By the time I got to college. All them people were in performing arts school. Wow. They had already been playing. They had all, so I mean, we doing air training classes. They calling out. I'm, you know, I'm trying to hear what's major, what's minor, mm -hmm. what's the what's this and that. And I mean, it was like, dang, I, I just feel so behind. Mm -hmm. And then when I realized that I wanted to do music as an artist, I felt so far behind because everybody had been doing it for, for years. years. It was like, dang, like. Bro, but I used to be I used to be hard on myself and just kind of being in a dark space anyway. It was like, man, you know, um, but now I wouldn't trade it for the mm -hmm. for the world, you know, because it, it really speaks to um, really just speaks to the goodness of God, man. Really. Hey, and I mean, right. to see where I was then, if you saw where I was then mm -hmm. versus now the growth and also, um, you know, just the reception mm -hmm. from from people and how. They look at my music and stuff. It's, it's totally different, and they they don't believe that. Like wow. I just, you know, that I haven't been doing music for that long, you know. So, mm -hmm. I mean, and I used to compare myself to different people and mm -hmm. stuff, and you know, not you know, just wanting to to be in a better space. Yeah. But like you said, your journey is your own journey. You gotta you gotta walk that thing out, man. You sure do, yeah. right? It, it, yeah. There's no time that is better than the time that you're yeah. that you're in, mm -hmm. right? So yeah. when you start music. So whether you get into music at you know, 15, 19 when you're young, or you get into it when you're in your 20s mm -hmm. or you're in your 30s. I mean, I can say how old I, I am, but <clears throat> I'm not in, in that 30s anymore, though. But when you, it, your time is your time. You know what I'm saying? Definitely. Like, there was this, this guy, I think he's, what, 80? Mm -hmm. He's a trap producer. Wow. A trap? Yeah, trap Stop producer. Playing. Not playing at all. Is I he know, good? I think he's 70, probably. Yeah, really? that's what's so surprising. Wow! But but you know they say music is a young man's is a young man's game, or at least mm, let me take that back because I don't know if I believe that just all music is a young man's game because as a producer, I don't have a shelf life. Most people say that artists have a shelf life because companies only want to use you for a certain amount of time and until they can get their money out of you for that amount of time, then that's mm -hmm. when you're on and popping. But after a certain amount of time, you're, you, I mean, your life is over as a 
as an artist. Now I'm not saying because I know you're a singer songwriter, right? But I mean, that's how they do it in the in the main industry thing. But when people got good music, they got good music regardless of how how old they are. I don't think age or time has anything to do has anything to do with it. As long as people are producing good quality yeah. music. I think from an industry perspective, I get it. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, from an industry perspective, right. because it's about money right. and a product and appealing to mm-hmm. what's current or relevant or whatever. And and it's sad, you know, because a lot of the greats, a lot of the people we grew up on, you know, 90s, mm-hmm. 80s, whatever, like they don't get sometimes to just, they're just doing, they right. still out here popping. Popping. But because they older, you know, or because it's like, you know, we just, Without culture, it's just so. I feel like it's so backwards, you mm-hmm. know. As even like what you getting older and stuff, like other cultures respect, you know, mm-hmm. the people who came before them is an honor, mm-hmm. you know. But with us, it's like, oh, you has been, you washed up or whatever. And I mean, even getting older, you know, and me feeling like um, if I don't make it by a certain time, or if I don't have, have this type of exposure by a certain time. Mm-hmm. I mean, I used to really think like that, but I mean, it. Like you said, when it's your time, it's your time. It's your time and it's, your time. and if it's for you, it's for you. And just because you do music, it doesn't mean that you have to be famous. It don't right. mean you have to be in the industry. I mean, it's so many different mm-hmm. different routes to going. Like I write music too. I mean, my passion is writing. Actually, like I mean, that's what where it all started. Mm-hmm. So I love to. Um, I would love to be someone behind the scenes writing for artists. You know. Um, so I mean, that's that's an option, and I've been putting myself out there mm-hmm. in that realm as well. I mean, that's you know, that's where the money's at anyway. Yeah. Right? I mean, but you don't always have to be the face of whatever. But if it's for you, you it's know, for you. It's for you. But I just want to. My thing is, I want to be happy. Mm-hmm. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And being in the industry doesn't necessarily mean that I'm gonna be happy. But I just want to be able to do what I love, and and it and it's. You know, and it produced fruit. Yeah, you know what I mean. Make a living from it, it, right? Yeah, take care of yourself and your family, or do the things you want to do. Yeah, off of the things that you love. And anybody can do that. Yeah, you know, I mean, you know, so that's right. Yeah. So talk about your music. So um, currently, I have a single out called "Bag." Called "Bag." You said, "Yeah, yeah." Bag. Make sure you check it out. I'll let him finish selling all the stuff about it, but make sure you check out this. I had the chance to listen to it. Yeah, um, so that's the single that's out currently. Um, we just shot a dope video mm. for that. We shot it in Miami, and we shot some of it here. Um, it's a great video. Mm. So, um, but yeah, so that song um, came about. Um, just you know, I wanted to do something different. You know, mm-hmm. talk about just being focused and just being in your bag. You know, just being about not just about money, but money. Just yeah, about, that's what people associate yeah, bag. With. I don't. I mean, it's not. It's, it's about that, but mm-hmm. it's it's more about you know just being focused, staying on your grind, mm-hmm. not letting a different di- you know. Um, distractions come in to mm-hmm. you know distract you from doing what you want to do, and then too like you know people see you on your grind, and some people feel like oh you don't make time for them or you're mm-hmm. not you know you know they just mm-hmm. they don't see they don't see what you see, so it's like you know I love you you know I'm you know I'm here but I'm just in my bag right now right. you know mm-hmm. just respect that you know so that's pretty much it um so that's the latest single pretty much right now I have mostly singles out. I do have okay. some stuff with gospel. I have an EP out um, on the gospel side. I have some other singles, but mm-hmm. um, I have about four or five singles out right now. Okay. And um, 
People Problems is one of them. Okay. Um, really Love and another single called mm. Right On. Um, and then I have some free music that I offer through my website um, for my fans, um, AntonioLone.com. Okay. And um, I'm working on an EP right now. Hey, I was, I was getting ready to ask that question. So, I was getting yeah, just getting ready to ask, like, yo, so when is the EP album coming? Yeah, man. I've, I've been stalling. I could have been, well, I started working on an EP in 2017. Wow. But I scrapped it, you know, because it was like, I still was kind of in that space where I was like, I didn't know where the direction I was going. Mm -hmm. And sometimes when you think you want to go, as you keep, you know, just being inspired to write and stuff, mm -hmm. and, you know, you just need more time to to grow and just, just get some more inspiration, you know. So that's what happened. I didn't rush the process. Like, mm -hmm. I like, I used to want to, you know, some, I know a lot of artists can, you know, attest to the fact that we can rush the process sometimes because we want to get it out to the people we want you know, we want to show what we've been working on, but um, I really took my time and just evaluated where I was when I was working on the EP at first. And I was like, no, nah, this is not it. So um, I just took some time just to, you know, reflect or whatever. So now I know exactly where I am. Mm -hmm. And I know, I mean, the space, I know what I want to say. Um, so I'm I'm done the creative process. I'm going in the studio um, really soon. That's to, what's up. To get it, get it popping. That's and, what's um, up. And yeah, I can't wait for that. I'm hoping to have that uh, the EP be out by, by 2020, sometime 20 years. That's what's up. Yeah. That's what's up. So you've also been going around and performing a lot as well, mm -hmm. right? So kind of talk about that experience, especially here in in Atlanta. Totally different mm -hmm. than what I was used to. I I'm not gonna like. Um, you know, with the gospel stuff and being in Baltimore, it was a different culture. People mm -hmm. called you to perform. People, you know, they emailed you, whatever. When I got here, I was like, because I didn't know anybody. So mm -hmm. it was kind of like, you know, I had to just start from the ground, bottom, yeah. basically. And so um, that's what I did. But I discovered that they had just all of these showcases and you basically got to pay to perform yep. at the majority of them. And it was, I mean, they had open mics and stuff, mm -hmm. and I did some open mics, but pretty much when I first started, it was mainly like doing showcases and just, you know, paying to get on the stage. Mm -hmm. I didn't like that. I still don't like it. Mm. Um, I get it, but I don't get it. So it's like, I don't really do those anymore um, because it wasn't fruitful for me. It wasn't mm -hmm. beneficial at all. It was fruitful for them. It, right. And it was like, you know, it, you get there as hella artists. Right. Like that's it. Like this is room for the artists. Right. And this is like eh. so I mean it, it was cool for a second and I definitely don't regret doing it. Mm -hmm. It was necessary because it allowed me to meet other artists. It, it allowed me to just to see what was happening and just to get acclimated to how things go out here. So now that I'm acclimated to it, mm -hmm. um I just man, honestly, people they'll just hit me up and say, you know, do you want to perform? for this event, for this showcase, or for whatever they're having. Mm -hmm. And um, it's cool. I mean, and I think, you know, just being consistent with constantly, you know, going out and performing, yeah. it just let people see that you're serious. And especially if you have something quality and, you know, now they reach out and people say, hey, I want to have you come yeah. perform or whatever. So I, I think that's cool. Yeah, yeah I, I think that's kind of kind of what I've seen also is that, a lot of the showcases, you you it's like pay to pay to play mm -hmm. type thing, right? So if I want to perform at this one of these venues, and you're right, it's hella artists there. Like you walk in and there's like twenty other artists, and you're like, 
and you only get two hours to, and there's only two hours. And so everybody performs within that two hours. So you get like, what, one, two songs in? Maybe. Man. And it's like, okay, well, bring it up the next artist. Let's go. Like, wow. Bro, I've been to showcases where it's hundreds of artists. Like, and one for one night? Bro, like, you know, a, a, a drawn a straw? I to promise you. Okay, like, it's, I ain't gonna say hundreds, <laughs> but close to at least a hundred. Wow. Seriously. Like where you sit in there and it's the show is from like, it's all night. Like it's to the morning. It's like to about three in the morning. They'll start at like nine, nine thirty, whatever time. And it'll just go all night. Wow. And you have to sign a list and you have to wait until it's your time. To from that time. And you can't just then, show up anytime you want to. Right. And then wow. like, if you pay a certain amount now that's if you don't want to pay nothing mm -hmm. if you want to pay something to put if you want to be up earlier you pay a certain fee and they'll push you closer to the front mm. man i've seen so much i was like no bro it's i i can't mm. like i can't i'm like first of all i gotta work tomorrow so like <laughs> i can't be i'm like not three. even like and then you get all of these rappers they get up there and they all sound just like it's like you're listening to a whole mm -hmm. uh a broken record, really. Mm. And it's like, nah. So it was um, it was an experience. I needed to experience all of that mm -hmm. stuff. You know what I mean? So, um, like I said, now it's just, you know, and then I'm not really focused on being everywhere and okay. trying to be so visible. You know what I mean? I just feel like, because I, I, now I'm in a creative space. Mm -hmm. I'm getting, getting, well, I've been in a creative space for a couple months, but I'm really trying to get focused on creating for the uh, EP. Okay. So, yes. you know, I'm not really yes. too focused on like, you know, just being everywhere performing, mm -hmm. but I do, and I enjoy it. I love being on stage. I really do. Um, Cause I mean, I just like to connect with the audience and, you know, I just like to be able to touch mm -hmm. people. You know, I mean, you do your thing on social media, you share your music, mm -hmm. it's cool, but it's like to really be in a place where, you know, you can reach people. That's right. School. That's right. Yeah. Okay, so I'm gonna go back to something you said. Okay. Uh, so you, of course, you didn't grow up in a musical family mm -hmm. and things like within your whole musical background. And I believe I heard you say that you didn't even start off as a singer. No. Right. No. So so help a brother out, right? Help a brother out, right? Someone who who grew up singing, right? Because okay. I, I grew you up singing. No, okay. I, didn't, I didn't say I could. <laughs> I didn't say I could. You grew up right? singing. I didn't say that. Singing in the shower. Yeah, but right. so singing in school, all the way from elementary school to high school, okay, to being in several groups as as I was growing up, right? I'm I'm sharing all my story, right? I'm trying to get some advice and how to figure this thing out. How did you move into that? How did you break whatever you needed to? How did you step into that to build up your own confidence level? Like, cause I, I don't like singing in front of people. No, I, like, for real, like, that's how I was, too. I mean, first of all, I I was very nervous. Mm -hmm. I was actually kind of shy in a lot of ways growing up, mm -hmm. you know. Um, so by the time I got to college, I was really, hey, I was nervous. I didn't like being around groups of people mm -hmm. walking into the room and people looking at me. I was just kind of yeah. like, eh. like, I hated that. Um, and... Um, but when I start, I started doing spoken word, mm. and um, I was actually with a tra uh, spoken word uh, group, and we traveled and we performed together. And so I got really confident in that, 
you know, being in front of people and people received what I was, you know, given, you know, very well. And I was like, okay, so I got something, you know, I, you know, I was working on my stage, right. But, um, but then I realized like singing is totally different. So I mean, to be honest with you, it was one of, I think the ministry part of Mm -hmm. it, being in church and in gospel, it was kind of like a crutch for me. It was mm. something that I could lean on. You know what I mean? And right. then I was very passionate about what it was that I was saying. Mm-hmm. I really, at first it really wasn't me trying to be an artist. Like it was really just me being passionate about the message. And people. And I remember I had people would ask me like, would you ever do R&B? Would you ever do something other mm-hmm. than gospel? And I just always like, nah, because you know, I'm really tied to the message. I believe in what I'm, what I'm mm-hmm. singing. It's really not about just the music. It was just more about the ministry of it right. all. So with that, I was nervous, but I didn't even realize, mm-hmm. you know, it was like eventually I got comfortable because I just wasn't paying attention to right, nothing. Right. But church folk are the hardest folk to sing in front of. Because everybody that can sing come from the church. Yeah. So I had a lot of people just looking at me like with their arms folded. I never showed them about, oh my gosh, but they be so, yes. Excuse me. Like, yeah, they, they be like, mm. Mm. It, you know. He hit that note wrong. Right. Mm. Exactly. Like, I'm like, oh my oh, god. I had many people, many. And then I was, and then I was, I knew musical people. Then mm-hmm. I was, you know, like familiar with musical people and I would go to the musical concerts and all of that type of stuff. So, you know, it was, it was, I don't know, man, everything just seemed, looking back, man, everything just seemed to happen so naturally. Mm. Um, What was the question? (laughs) You asked me, oh, oh, that's what it was, confidence. So what I realized is that as as I've gotten more confident Mm -hmm. in myself outside of just the music, right? I've noticed that it's also reflected in my music. Mm. And I also okay. noticed that in me not being as skilled of a singer as I wanted to be mm-hmm. at the time, and um, I'm better, a lot better than I was, but, you know, like me comparing myself to people at, in that time, right. like the confidence that's the confidence that starts to exude from you mm. as a person or just how you carry yourself or how you think about yourself. Um, it just puts you, it puts you a step above mm-hmm. sometimes where you may be, if mm-hmm. that makes sense. Cause mm-hmm. you may, it makes you seem better than what you are. You know, I mean, when you conf- stop comparing yourself to stop comparing yourself. And when you're just confident in what you mm-hmm. do and you just do it freely, I really had to learn that the hard way because I just always felt like, man, like I'm just not good enough. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I know a lot of people feel like, bro, like no matter what I give, no matter what I try to do I'm just not good enough mm. and that's how it really felt you know um but now it's like I'm just I have I'm confident like I'm confident and I don't hit every note I mean I used to sing when I was singing bro I couldn't even watch the footage like I wouldn't be able to watch it I, people want to post it on YouTube they want to post it on wherever and if don't let nobody come with me and record me and I'm like let me I got to see that first like I mean so much stuff that's been on YouTube I didn't took down mm. because it was like oh my god but I would critique myself every little thing I hitting all these wrongs, you know, I'd be mm-hmm. flat and everything. But now when I perform, I mean, don't get me wrong, I want to be seen in my best light. I want people to mm-hmm. see me, you know, as being good. I want to look at myself and think it's good. But sometimes I'd be hitting wrong notes. I don't sound always the best, but I but I like 
but I'm confident. Mm. You know what I mean? And I'm and it's not just all about that all the time. It's I'm connecting with the audience. They, right. you know, it's I'm performing, you know, and it's it's just a really good I'm living in the moment. Mm. So the, so just to answer your question, so conf, confidence, man, and it starts from the inside out right. too. You know what I mean? So for me and my story, like it's that conf, that confidence piece has it really does reflect in your music, you know, yeah. and all that. Still don't remember the question. No, that was the answer. Okay, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, the question was pretty much how did you get into that or build your confidence or break into uh, coming from someone who was a non-singer to someone who was a singer. And and also, not to cut you off, but um, just to um, practicing and Mm -hmm. like trying and working on your craft. Like, I mean, I just feel like I still, it's, I, I have some, I have work. I mean, you never... You know, I still feel like I could be better, Mm -hmm. but um, I have spent a lot of time just listening to other artists, Mm -hmm. you know, and, you know, vocal shedding or just, you know, just figuring. I mean, I couldn't. When I started singing, bro, I couldn't do nothing. (laughs) Like, when I tell you I had nothing, like, it was like I had nothing Mm -hmm. to give at all. Like, but now... I have some, I can give something, mm-hmm. you know, I feel like I can create something. Mm-hmm. I just, I just didn't know nothing. <laughs> like really. So like, but listening to I other know. people getting inspired and just learning and studying, you know, it's just really kind of like that piece, you know, you can't just lean on confidence, right. but just also trying to just working at your craft too. Yeah. yeah I, I think I just need to stop comparing myself to like tank. Yeah, Tank is a monster. Or like uh, or Luther or Brian McKnight. Or, or you setting the bar too high. Or genuine. But you setting the bar or, too. You know, <laughs> setting the bar too high too right high. now. Like, right. <laughs> I'm like, oh man. You coming out with Luther at the at the gate. At the gate. I need you to. Um, I'm like, yeah, I need to sound like Luther right. Right. <laughs> right out the gate. Right. Tank right out the nah. gate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, nah, it's not. It's not gonna happen. But it does take practice. And a lot of practice to do, man. to develop the voice that you need. Because when I hear myself sing, I'm like, I don't like how it sounds. But I don't like my voice, period. Like, at all. Mm-hmm. Even just talking right now, I hear it and I'm like, man. I, really? Yeah, but it's so weird. It's so, I used to be, it's so, I'm looking at you like, really? So but I used to be like that, too. It is Actually, even so my speaking weird. voice, I can relate. And I forgot that quick that I was like that. But I was. I remember I was in high school. My voice used to be so high. Mm. And it was cool because I was a first tenor mm-hmm. in the choir, but um, but my voice was just so high. I just <laughs> felt like, uh, and I feel yeah, like it's not high high like it was. I mean, my voice is mm-hmm. changing, but but like, bro, like I used to listen to myself and be like, uh, and then my voice sounds kind of different. But I mean, shoot, yes, yeah. People, so so like I'm sitting here talking, and you hear my voice, and I've had people tell me like. You don't like your voice? I'm like, no. They say, yes, it's a great speaking voice. Like, it, it is. You could, you, because I do training and development in my mm-hmm. real job. Okay. And they're like, your voice is perfect for that. Mm-hmm. Like, you have a great voice. You could be on the radio and all these. But when I hear myself back on, like, the video, I sound like this. This is how it sounds to me. This is what I'm talking to you right now. This That's is how it sounds. I'm like, like, oh my gosh, like, really? No. Turn that off. I don't want to hear that. Yeah, I mean, Honestly, I don't really know. I mean, I, that's just that whole confidence. Yeah, piece. man, that's that, crazy. That's, I kind of, because it's crazy. I really forgot about that. But um, I've had people tell me, like, um, I love your tone. You just have such a clear mm-hmm. tone. And at first, when I first, when people would compliment me at first, it would be like, you just smooth. You just sound, mm-hmm. it sounds smooth. 
And I kind of, you know, I didn't like it at first because it was kind of like, you know, laid back. Mm-hmm. I always been a laid back person. Everything was just kind of, I just didn't want to be the person that's just always laid back. <laughs> like, you smooth. Like, that made me just feel like I'm just boring or something. Mm. Excuse me. But, um, but in listening to music and being more familiar with with vocals, mm-hmm. you know, and I get I get it. Like I have a I have a nice tone. I have a clear tone. Mm-hmm. I have you know, I have a tone that, you know, a lot of males wanna have. Mm-hmm. Not saying, you know, you could have whatever tone and be flexibly right. vocal, yeah. you know, whatever, but I have a good tone. Like, um and and I had to stop being so hard on myself and I had to really be like and start listening like you have a good tone like and when people would say like yo I like your tone or I like how you sound like really receive that mm-hmm. you know what I mean mm-hmm. because this is my voice for life I mean you know I mean I can get better yeah. but your voice is not really going to change now mm-hmm. I can manipulate my voice if I want but I mean and just be confident it's like you, you deal you deal with the cards you're dealt mm. And you play is not what you have; it's how you play it. That's right. So, you know, but there's nothing wrong with your voice. I can tell you that right now. Like, you, but I appreciate that. Yeah. yeah. Oh man. Yeah, I don't know about your singing voice. Right. I'm not encouraging you're nothing. Not, you're not, y'all not gonna hear it. So don't, don't worry about that. You're not. Y'all not gonna hear it. Maybe, maybe one day I'll go over uh, to Antonio's spot and, and and I'll let him hear so that he can give me some tip. But y'all not gonna y'all not gonna hear it. So don't worry about that. What camera am I looking at? Yeah, that one right there. Oh, okay. But y'all not gonna trust me. Y'all not gonna hear. No. Y- y'all not gonna hear it over here either. So don't matter. Nope. Y'all not hearing it. But, but if you can really sing though, man, like I mean, I be telling people like I, I have people, especially more so now, mm-hmm. have people like especially younger people be like, what do you um, how do you start or what do I do? How do you get into this or like whatever? Mm-hmm. And my thing is just to start somewhere. Right. I mean. You know, just to start somewhere. And it's so hard for me to tell somebody just to start. Because when you looking at yourself, and especially if you were a perfectionist, mm-hmm. and you yep. looking at every little thing, and you don't have the most encouragement around you, it's hard to just get out there and just start. But that's literally what I did. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize that I was doing it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I didn't, you know, I had a couple friends and people who was in my corner. But it was just like, I don't know. I just... I mean, I've always wanted to, I was always drawn to the arts. I was always drawn to music and stuff. Mm-hmm. Even though I didn't, I wasn't privileged to grow up around that. I always wanted to do something mm-hmm. in that. So it's always been in me. Right. So it's like, you know, when it came time for me to do it, it was just like sink or swim, just just do it. And, do it. and then looking back now, I you know, when I can recollect, it's like I just started. Mm-hmm. And you just start and you just, you keep going and then mm-hmm. you grow. That's just, I mean, that's the only way. Because you're not going to sound, even people who can really sing, sing, or people who can really, whatever it is that they're doing, it's mm-hmm. like, it's still stuff that they see and they hear that they don't like too. Like, nobody's perfect. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, you know, so it's like, just, yeah. if you got it, just, <laughs> you gotta just start. Do it. I mean, that's. I don't know, y'all may. Nah, y'all not going to get that. <laughs> nope. Nope, nope, nope. So let me ask you so, what advice would you have for a singer songwriter getting into this music industry? Um, man, I just, it's not, it's hard. It's, it can be, it can be rough Mm -hmm. sometimes, but it's not as bad as it seems when Mm -hmm. you're doing what you love to do. 
So I just tell people, because I mean, I don't really feel like I'm a part of the music industry, the big industry of, of it all. But I mean, you can make so much happen on your own, mm-hmm. independently of what's happening. Um, you can call the shots. You can say when to stop, when to go, whatever. You can create as freely as you want. We're mm-hmm. living in such a great time. And so with that, there is no, there is no, um, there's no limits to mm-hmm. what can happen. So if you just, like I was saying just now, if you just start, if you just start somewhere, just mm-hmm. start, set, have a goal, set that goal, complete that goal. Whether it's, I, hey, I want to go to the studio and record a song. And you just work on that one song and that's all you do for the whole year. Two years. No, I'm joking. But I mean, but it be like that. Like it right, really yeah, do. Yeah. Like, especially if you don't have the money sometimes mm-hmm. or you don't have, or it, for whatever reason, you just, it takes time and anything um remember my high school choir director used to say anything easy to get isn't worth having mm. you know everything people want to go from here people want to be an overnight success right. that is not realistic it happens for some people but you can't go from here from a to z you got to go through mm. the alphabet you gotta you gotta walk out you gotta walk it out so you know start somewhere and be consistent and you know um and stick with it man like that's the best like don't quit man because i yeah. just feel like eventually it's gonna be something if you have something yeah you know yeah. yeah so so where can people find you and your music um you can find me on ig at antonio long show my music is on um spotify it's on um, Apple Music, iTunes, wherever you get your music. And you can also follow me on Twitter, Antonio Long Show, and my website is AntonioLong.com. That's what's up. And make sure you check out the new single bag. You got it. Yes, definitely. Mm-mm-mm. And listen yeah. to my other music. Yeah, too. listen to other music I too. Got some other good stuff yes. Too. I'm telling you, once you hear this song, we, t- we need the EP. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, I'm yeah. excited. Yeah, I can't EP. wait. Like, yeah. The best part of doing music is the creative for me is being like just creating mm-hmm. and man, creatively, I'm in a good space good. and this EP is going to be dope. Yeah. So I, I, I want to come back. Hopefully yes. Come back. When the EP drops, yeah. we're going to have you back. Cool. No doubt. My brother, appreciate you being on the show. No doubt. Greatly appreciate it. Okay. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for tuning in to another episode of We Create Music.